Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello and welcome to Marcus Meets, a show available via iTunes podcast for Apple devices or Acast, which works on iPhone, Android, and you can listen to it anywhere you want by... Hello and welcome to Marcus Meets, a show available via iTunes podcasts for Apple devices or Acast, which works for iPhone and Android. You can listen anywhere you want by heading to marcusbronzy.com slash meets. That's M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y dot com slash meets. Uh, please let us know what you think of the show and or others by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps to spread the good word. We made it super easy for you to leave us a rating and review with a link that we've popped in the show description. So today's show, part ninja, part DJ, part producer, Jaguar skills is in this episode we, you know what, with Jaguar, we all like to think we have a special area of knowledge in music, right? Like, I know there's one area of music that you listen to and you're like, yes, I know all about that. Well, Jaguar Skills is like that, but with like all music, as you're about to find out. So what's cool about this is because Jaguar Skills keeps his actual identity secret, Marcus Meets is the perfect format for him to be interviewed in because you can't see him. So it's super safe. He was super relaxed and we could have a really nice conversation we also had to change his voice to disguise it a little. How would you like your voice to be disguised, Jaguar? Yeah, you can even use my own voice and say it's uh, not my voice. I was uh, thinking about that too. <laughs> someone else talking Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've modulated it to this yeah. lovely voice. Yeah, to this um Because I remember voice. one time they modulated something and it was like this high-pitched northerner. But do you remember? Did you ever see that? It's like, well, I really like music, and I, and I, and I, and I DJ a lot, and it's like, good damn, you should have just used my voice. Yeah, because uh, no one wants to be high-pitched. I wouldn't mind someone adding some extra bass into my voice. I'll take the extra, I'll take the low-pitched yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah I want we some of that. Like, we could talk like that, fellas. Yeah, 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 because you want people to be like, you know, don't, don't, no, no, don't want to no. mess with this guy. Don't want to mess right. with this guy. But, um, so please introduce yourself, sir. Uh, yeah, Jaguar Skills, the... Superhero Ninja DJ. <laughs> Superhero ninja, ninja DJ with a yeah. secret identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How close have you ever come to having your identity revealed. accidentally revealed when you don't want it to be? <sighs> well, I, you know, as you know, I, I wear the mask all the time. Mm. So it's very rare I ever take the mask off. Yeah. So it was hardly ever. A couple of times maybe I had to ninja them though. Yes, yeah, so ninja them. Am I allowed yeah. to, to say whether I've, I've seen you with your mask off or not? Well, you know I've got it on right now. You're yeah, talking about. obviously. Obviously. Um, and... I was thinking straight away, 
there could be more than one of you. Cause yeah, there is. <laughs> no, there isn't. You know what? I was thinking yeah. about franchising the whole operation one time, but I don't know. I don't know if you could do that. Now, how good would that be? I was thinking you could have a set and be like, you know what? Feet up, EastEnders on a Friday night. Why not catch up with some TV? Send another geezer along with a mask. Oh, do my mix. Yeah, no. Have you ever done that? Uh, no, no. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> I've thought about it, though. Yeah, fair enough. Fair I have enough. warmed up for myself, though, without the mask. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So that was quite fun. I did that a few times. So you've come on. I've got another pers- I've got another DJ persona yeah. as well. So your other DJ persona. It's like a house DJ who wears a suit. Is he well known as well? No, he's not known. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I could introduce this other guy into the thing. Yeah. But it was just... It was just boring. That would be sick if there was a family of DJs that you brought out. And it was you, all me. It was all you. Yeah. And you'd be like, right, I'm just going to go get changed and do my next set now. That's the, what, that's the main what set's on. That is sick. Oh, my God. I'm, I reckon everyone should start doing that, man. Yeah, yeah man. On that. Um, so, the name Jaguar Skills. Yeah. Uh, also, I need to know where that came from. Amazing name. Very ninja-like name. Oh, you like. Uh, it was... Um, it was... It was, you know what? I had a nickname at school. Mm. Skills. Right. Right. Just because I didn't really, like, I was quite, I didn't really have any that much, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just, <laughs> what was, what was, what was, I don't know. It, it just, it just arrived. I don't know where it was, right? So when I started doing the DJ thing, I just thought, Skills. All right. So that's the name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I was looking through all these film samples and I remember there was this ninja film. Yeah. Where this guy said, uh, this guy was called Jaguar Wong, yeah. right? And he goes, uh, so you want to see some of my Jaguar skills? And I thought, he said skills. He said, he said skills, right? Let me sample that. So I'm trying to sample this thing. And he, this guy is going, uh, I couldn't I couldn't get the edit right. So yeah. it was it was going, Gua skills. Gua, you know, I couldn't yeah. get Jaguar skills out of it. And I'm sitting with this thing looped. And my friend's next to me. And I'm thinking... I say to him, Look, I've made this thing. Uh, uh, what, what's, what's the DJ name? What, what's the name? And in the background, it's going, Jaguar skills, Jaguar skills, Jaguar skills, just re- on repeat. Yeah. And he just goes, what about Jaguar skills? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it works, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan of DJ names that, that, that confuse me. Like, you know. Is it, does it sound confusing? A bit confusing? It's just, uh, it makes me want to know what it means. Yeah. It's, if you were called DJ, come in the rave and smash it to pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really any imagination there. Do you know what I mean? Or, or like, DJ. Do you think it's a bit old school? Do you th- it's not like uh, like Grandmaster D- DMX on the wheels of steel kind of name. I I like I like Grandmaster Flash and that sort of stuff. I like the Jaguar skills. What I don't like are things that are like um like Mister Mister like just tear you how like things that are so obvious. I'm like oh, yeah. man, you know Mr. what I mean. Mister Smash the Rave. Mister Smash down the rave and play Mister D- House. Mister House. <laughs> DJ yeah. House is good. Yeah. DJ House is a good name. DJ House. I saw DJ DJ once. That's great. That's great. There was what? another guy called DJ Smallcock. <laughs> I saw. I saw. <laughs> Where was that? That was in in um in the states. I saw it on a poster DJ Smallcock, and there was uh there's a good one in Japan. There's a couple of good. I've been in Japan a lot. Yeah. There's a there's a one guy called Tripod Factory. The tripod. No, no, fa- just Tripod Factory. <laughs> what a and then name. There's, a, there's another guy called uh, DJ Groovy Workshop. <laughs> I thought you said workshop. No, 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 groovy workshop. <laughs> so that's groovy workshop. Yeah. And what do they think of the name Jaguar Skills out there? Yeah, they love it. that. Jaguar Sun. 
Jagasan. Jagasan. Is that really what they call you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's cool, man. it's cool. Um, are you really a fully trained ninja as well? Yeah. Yeah? What's, what do you specialize in? Assassination, um, the art of invisibility. Mm-hmm. The art of invisibility, mostly. Okay. And, uh, you know, various weaponry ninja skills. Appreciate that, man. It's always good to know. It's always good to know. <laughs> always been into Kung Fu, then? Well, it's the ninjutsu is Japanese. Yeah. I, I never did. My son does Kung Fu. Yeah. Because he wants to be Bruce Lee. Really? Yes. I wonder where he got the ideas <laughs> for that. That from. was one of the first things I showed him. I shouldn't have really showed him that, but we watched Enter the Dragon. Yeah. He was like, yeah, man. Do you know what's hard about watching Enter the Dragon? Yeah, what? Is watching other Kung Fu films afterwards because it's so great, man. There's so many oh, quotable moments in it. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant because it's like a finger. finger. Pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. The, the, um, the whole thing of that film, you know, like I, I kind of like was really influenced by loads of B-movies. Mm. You know, like loads of Kung Fu B movies and ninja films and stuff. And, and all the 80s, like, all the eight, 80s ninja films really, like, blew my mind when I was a kid. Rewatching them and stuff. Yeah. It's the soundtracks, man. It's like the whole thing. It's like the Enter the Dragon soundtrack is just amazing. It's just amazing. Well, obviously, you, there's a load of Kung Fu references in your movies. Yeah. In, in well, the it's, it's like I grew up. With like nineties hip hop and like Wu Tang Clan mm. and 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 real fast DJing and samples and stuff, you know, like all the old mixtapes, guys like Spinbad and King Capri and DJ NK, the hip hop guy, mm. uh, and it, the UK one, and um, loads of old, all the old hip hop shit used to be just samples from everything, you know? Yeah. And no one actually could play any music, so <laughs> so so it, it sounded great, man. And I and I I've, I've always loved that, and I, and I tried to apply that with what I. It was just the influence of what I what I've done, you know. I like old school samples. I like people quoting like misquoting stuff and cutting stuff up in weird ways. Do you know what I mean? And flipping stuff. Definitely. But you don't really get that a lot nowadays. Like, so you don't really get that a lot nowadays, really with like electronic music. I don't see many people doing that, but I remember like in the nineties, like that was what it was. It's interesting that, that with technology, um, I would say that it feels like it's easier for me to go and find a song or maybe yeah. in your case, a sample or yeah. a track on the internet. But at the same time, the skill sets that you use to put together the mixes that you do, yeah. I feel like it's a dying art at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Kind of yes. like, kind of like an ancient master. Well, you know what it was? I was speaking to somebody the other day that all about this, and it was like, I remember going to the to the rave or whatever and standing and watching the DJ, yeah. you know, just watching him yeah. and seeing what moves he could do. Yeah. And now you don't you don't really do that anymore. I don't, I don't know. I don't really see that anymore. Mm. Like with the... the uh, and maybe it was because you had vinyl then. So even if it was a kind of shit cheesy song the dude's playing, He's got the vinyl of it, you know what I mean. So that makes him like, a, 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 like, where, where, you know, where the fuck did you get that Whitney Houston fucking B side of a whatever from? You yeah. know, like, like the disco remix, you, yeah. you could only get it on the, you know, the record at tape stage in Notting Hill or somewhere like that. And like the whole art of digging for records and spending like, you know, twelve hours in a record shop trying to find weird joints is is kind of gone. Mm, definitely. I mean, like 
do you, what's one of your most fondest record digging moments? Like when you found that bit of gold? It was, I tell you what, it was when, you know, uh, Harder, Faster, Better, Stronger by Daft Punk. Yes. Right. So I was obsessed with, when that album came out, I forgot what it's called. It was an album with that on it. I was obsessed with this album, right? And it was, it was, it was kind of my transition from like being this hip hop, because I was a, a crazy hip hop head and I would go digging for records, which would then, which would then kind of mean that you're then start getting into all types of other music. You know what I mean? So it's like they might sample a jazz record and you're like, it's like oh shit, I'm suddenly into jazz now. Mm. I've mm. got these jazz records and I know all about jazz. And then, oh, this dude sampled, uh, you know, like a rock record, Run DMC sampled rock records. So it's like, I've got all these rock records, right? So when Daft Punk came, and I found out that they'd start, they were sampling records and using it like dance records, you know? Mm. They were sampling disco records. So I started digging for all these disco records and I was going through all the joints. And I found all the, I've, like on one day at the Record of Tape Exchange, I found like three of the th- main things they sampled, clean, you know, mint vinyls. Mm. I, couldn't, I, couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. And I took them home and, and they were almost exactly like the Daft, like Daft Punk hadn't done anything to these things. Mm. And that was this kind of mind-blowing moment that you, they just loot, literally, and, and, and they've just, they're taking stuff, they've taken music that sounds so futuristic, it sounded like they did it, but they hadn't, because mm. all this disco shit was like crazy futuristic, so it opened my mind to a whole new realm of like music, Yeah, and that was the thing for digging, and that was, that, that's why I'm so happy, that's, you know, I feel lucky that I was through that 90s era, because by searching for samples, it opened me up to a whole new, whole new realm of music that I wouldn't have ever checked, you know. And it got my musical knowledge. You know, it really grew my musical knowledge, you know. So when I actually started DJing, I can draw from like I can do disco and I can do indie rock. I can do drum and bass and house and hip hop mm. and do it properly. Mm. What's your favorite genre to mix? Um. Drum and bass, maybe, probably. <laughs> Just because it's so fucking rowdy. I love it. You know, like, I love putting something on and having people go ban- like, you know, bananas to it. Yeah. Like, real lo- really lose their shit to it. But at the same time, it's cool to do a, to do a party where, like, people are just dancing and having a good time. And, I mean, I did a party with Shy FX like, two weeks ago where no one was kind of, no one was looking at me or anything. They were just dancing, you know what I mean? And I was playing records. Where, where it was more like, sometimes I feel I'm playing records where I'm where like I'm going to the audience, you know this, don't you? Boom, I'm going to flip it. How about this? You know that? That's really famous, but I'm going to flip it. Where when I first started DJing, it was more like, oh, you know this, do you? Well, how about this? Do you know this? Do you know this one? Do you know, rather, like, I'm informing them rather than telling them what they already know and trying to flip it you know what I mean yeah so doing the shy effects bike the other day was wicked because that's how I was doing it it was like oh shit so you know this record I'm gonna play this weird underground disco record. oh you know this one oh wicked so you must know this one you know it was real fun and I hadn't worked my set out really and I hadn't done loads of like uh routines and trying to show off and stuff like that it was just a you know it was a party thing yeah. and so I love I love doing that I Really love doing that because you can get into it. It's not really a performance. It's more of like you're in the crowd and you're, you know, and you're creating this vibe and everyone's enjoying it rather than you're on stage and you're like, look at this move I can do. And you know, do you know what I mean? Mm. But I love that too. But, the, but really, 
probably the most fun I get from mixing and seeing people's faces switch is, is, is actually drum and bass because with drum and bass, when you cut it in half, half time it, it's hip hop, you know? Mm. And when you slow it down a little bit more, it's like reggae. So the, the so what you can mix within that that tempo range is quite a lot, you know what I mean? Mm. And that's why I quite like it because you can, you can slow it down and speed it up rather than a continuous 4-4 four, four whatever. Yeah, yeah, that sort of housey vibe which you can... Well, no, which, I like, which I like, but I, I think really I, I've started to kind of categorise music now in just terms of tempo rather than the style. Because mm. you can speed up a house record and turn it into a drum and bass record, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can slow it down into a hip-hop record. and So I'm more like thinking, okay, I'm going to go like... 125 for a while you know and then oh i might go into 71 but that's just 125 sped up a little bit more and cut in half so then that's like grime so you can so you could actually mix a bit of grime into that as well if you if you want or you can so that's that's how i've got to to now where i'm i'm altering tempos rather than going all right i'm gonna play house all night or i'm gonna play this or whatever Mm. I'm going to feel what I like, what the music I like, but I'm going to try and shift it and without you really knowing even. Because cool. it's quite interesting to like, every, you're on a house tip and then, you know, 20 minutes later, they're, they're dancing to drum and bass and they hate it. They hate drum and bass, but they're, they're dancing to it because you've made them do it, you know? Mm. And they're like, oh shit, I actually do like drum and bass. Or like, you then flip it down and you play like some reggae record and, and, and they... Oh shit, that was a reggae tune. They don't even know, you know, because they've, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you're like constantly keeping the yeah. crowd with you and sharp. Well, it's, yeah. it's like you, you try and you, you get the crowd to trust you. And as soon as you've done that, I like then to flip it. Yeah. Rather than kind of take you on a fucking journey or something like that. I like, I don't, I don't really get that. Like, I like to play a load of tunes yeah. and then fuck with you. Yeah, that's that's the that's kind of what, DJ, that, that kind of DJ that stops me going to the bar because I'm about to go to the. Bar. Oh, hang on, what's this? And then yeah, and yeah, stay it's with good it, yeah. to see people's faces. Yeah. Like, and some people hate that. <laughs> you know, some you know a lot of people. You know, some people really hate that when you suddenly start flipping the records around and yeah. oh, it's like country and rest. What do you mean? I hate. You know what I mean? Like, what, what's this guy doing? He's an asshole. But then other people think you're like this creative genius or whatever. Yeah. But I just like to do it just to fuck them up, kind of. Yeah. Like, I mean, I find it fun, like personally fun. To suddenly throw like some weird shit on. Yeah, see. I think nowadays you can just find everything on 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 your Spotify and your iTunes and play it. But for someone to come in a room and and, and play stuff that you've never heard, mix it up and chop it live, you can't get that. It's like conversation. You can't really clone that at the moment. The way no, it's like play, it's yeah. like a conversation to like texting, exactly. whatever. Uh, like I mean, there's loads of DJs who do like fuck it up and out, like are real really technically amazing mm-hmm. or, or whatever. But I just think generally. Uh, you know, you, you're a producer first, and then to play your tunes, electronic music, you have to DJ them out, right? You're yeah. not, not going to play your keyboard. You might play your keyboards and bring your studio on stage, but usually that's not the case, right? So, where do they? Where are they going to? Where are they going to learn DJing from? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, where 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 is it going to be where the the their history isn't? They don't remember any DJs who used to do scratching or whatever. Mm. Like, and some people may think that's really old school or whatever, but 
there's so many elements from that style of DJing that can be brought into to nowadays and make make it really exciting. Yeah, I think definitely. And how does how does that take affect your production? Well, well, now it was. Well, I mean, I've had a career uh, DJing for like maybe ten to twelve years without actually releasing any music. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, and it's not that I don't, I, I don't want, I, I haven't, not wanted to or whatever. It's just the music that I've made has never really like. I mean, the first tunes that I made were like for Lupe Fiasco, Jaguar skills, and they were like, they were like, real, authentic hip hop tunes, samples and stuff. Mm. But then at the same time, I was I'm DJing like really aggressive drum and bass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like maybe some disco tunes like some whatever so like those dudes I remember like I remember going to the States and started playing this stuff and they were like what the fuck are you doing you're this guy who makes jazzy hip hop records mm. I'm like no I, I, I've made a couple of jazzy hip hop records before but like that's not me like I don't play jazzy hip hop records and that kind of bugged them out, <laughs> kind of bugged them out. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then another time I put these records out that were like some weird like deep house records right and then the people come and see me playing like nutty records. Like, well, I don't, I don't get why are you doing this. You know what I mean? Is and that like the burger and lust? Like yeah, yeah, sorts, yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I like, I, I like that. Yeah. Right. And uh, and I like all types of music. When I go home, you know, do my artworks, my posters, or whatever, and I listen to like Latin, Latin and jazz music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I kind of forgot that. Um, that people so basically w- right now I'm releasing I've, I've got this release it's coming out tomorrow that um that is exactly what you would would, would think that I'm putting out yeah it took somebody to tell me that actually like, they go like why are you making some gnarly drum and bass tunes I'm like oh yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's, the one, oh, it's the one with Millie Major right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a, I've got this grind record with Millie Major and then I, and then on the same EP there's two like really gnarly drum and bass mm-hmm. tunes mm-hmm Okay, and that's re- that's reload that. That's yeah, the yeah, that. That'll yeah. be out now yes, by the time yes, it comes yes. out, won't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's interesting, like Burger, yeah. your single and Lust. Yeah. You, know, you, you listen to those two. Yeah. And then you listen to the EP yeah. that this came it's from. different, and, right? And it's... But so, I find that more reflective of how you DJ because you would play house. Well, that's... You would well, yeah, well, that's would the, that. No, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's how, like... I mean, if you put my discography together, you'll get, like, a lot of... You'll, it'll be weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a, a thread going through it really yeah and how would you describe the latest EP then the, the sound of it just it, just exactly what I would want to play in my gigs mm. you know it's something that I made where it was like look I'm not trying to I, I, I don't I'm not trying to impress anybody in terms of how you know I don't want to prove to anybody how sophisticated I am with my musical taste and I'm not trying to like show any incredible technical wizardry you know I, yeah. want, I want to make four bangers yeah like like just nutty bangers that I can just play and be happy that, that I've made them. And like, you know, th- these records as well, they would be definitely records. If they were sent to me, I would play them, you know, and that was all it really was. Yeah. And I've noticed that when you kind of, it seems that when you do it like that, p- other people dig it too. Yeah. And that's re- the EP's called Ready to Rock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much Ready to Rock when I listen to that, bruv. Not, you were, not like, were you rocking? I was rocking. I'm not going to lie. A cu- no. couple pocket reloads going on when I was at the gym. <laughs> A pocket reload. Yeah, you know, you got to reload it. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, the only yeah. thing that's missing from Spotify and and, like, and, and like my iPhone you, is just like, a button I press and it doesn't start it from the tr- from the start. It just goes. 
and they hear a couple of horns and then it starts to the tune from the beginning again. There's a mixer that does that. There's a new Serato mixer that does that. There's a massive switch in the middle. And you yeah. just turn it. Does the rewind noise? It's not as good as doing. It's not as good as doing it yourself. No, but yeah. you, could, you, yeah. you can fuck with it to make it like some, some weird shits coming out of it. Six. Oh so, yeah, I presume you use Serato then as a man yes. that's got such a massive record collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I used to, you know, I started with vinyl, man, and it, it was my dad. He was a record. He was a DJ. Yeah. And he had a massive record collection, like stupid. And uh, that's what I kind of started to use as my bullets when I first started DJing. Yeah. I used to just go into his vaults. And it was amazing as well because, you know, when hip-hop tunes been sampled and it says the sample, I could go in my dad's record collection, he'd have it. Yeah. So there were a lot of records around Crazy the house when records. we were younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe 70,000 records or something like that. Oh, I mean, is, that, is that it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Crazy, right? Like my whole house was in, covered in records. Like, like my whole, my, my parents' house. Like my mom hated it, man. She was like, like literally every wall was records everywhere around the house, everywhere. There's piles of records everywhere. There's records on the walls. There's everything. Records everywhere. I was going to say, all joking aside, with 70,000 records in your house, was there anywhere in the house that did not have records in it? No. No, the kitchen didn't. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, remember, thinking about the kitchen didn't, everywhere else did. Fair enough. And were you working with your, your dad's records with him? Were you helping out and stuff like that? Well, when, I, well, was- when I was little, I used to he used to sell records right in the house so we used to have record sales and stuff and mm-hmm. buyers would come in and buy them and uh, somehow I mean I didn't know what they sounded like but I, I knew a lot of the covers you know yeah and uh, it's still to this day you know like I've got this quite quite photographic memory when it comes to Im- images and stuff like that but I used to help my dad at five years old like sort my dad's records out and Give the good ones to the guys and pull out good ones for my dad and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> mad, isn't it? Well, it's it's obvious that that's that's where your sort of love for vinyl yeah, yeah. really came from. And, yeah, um, I, I mean, it was my dad as well because he he was like more like because he produced reggae 
and country and western music. So yeah, so there was just so many records around, yeah. and, and and I think and I think that that is what kind of gave me the the thing of like my dad listens to all types of music, yeah, and he would he would create record collections for me. He would like bring in a little selection of records, and we'd sit and listen to them all, and it would be like a soundtrack, and maybe some disco tunes, and then maybe some like like War of the Worlds or something like that, like a spoken word thing, and then maybe some sound effect, like sound effect records, like he collected like crazy sound effect records. Yeah. So it was like the BBC, the BBC sound effect collection <laughs> of, like, of like Kung Fu sounds and vinyls, you know? Yeah. So when I started learning to DJ, I could like scratch in little Kung Fu samples, like, and no one had these records, that's the thing. So that's what, that is basically what it is. That's, that's how I kind of came about, I think. So this is, yeah, this is where your sound really Yeah, yeah, from. I haven't actually thought about it, but it was like having records that no one else had. Yeah. And me just thinking it's just normal, it's just normal, yeah. you know. And then when I first started DJing, I played so many records and bug people, bug people you know, like everyone was bugging out. Yeah. Because these are really rare records that I had, or like, or like promos from the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Vinyls, white labels of really rare records yeah but you could get them now anywhere you know online or whatever but that was your currency back in the day was your vinyls you know and if you had like some rare ass de la soul acapella mm. and you've put it over some incredibly rare disco break yeah you know what i mean you'd yeah. have other djs freaking out yeah i mean because of that massive record collection are there still sounds acapellas or tracks yeah that no one else has that you know that only Jaguar skills. Yeah, have. yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, there's a, a music library that I've seen you speaking about on a on another interview. Yeah, and, uh, KPM. That yeah, that yeah. that seemed like an amazing fact. Could you just tell us a story about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I was, firstly, what the KPM library yeah, is yeah, for yeah, those that don't know. No, exactly. All right, so like in the nineties, all the hit, all the sample resources have been kind of used. You know, like everybody had done. James Brown, you know, or Funkadelic, or George Clinton, or whatever, mm-hmm. and everyone had, and there, and there was so like, especially with all the kind of old school original breaks, they put out these albums called the Ultimate Breaks and Beats, yeah. and these were like the original breaks that the the, the forefathers of hip hop would use, you yeah. know, Grandmaster Flash or whatever, and Loop Up, and so. Just on a side note, so there was a real big one that Af Bambata used to play, and it was uh, it was the Mickey Mouse Club theme tune, and it was like this Mickey Mouse tune, and then halfway through, it just, they, they they went Mickey Mouse, boom, 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 right? It's this like drum drum break that would come in, and he would used to you know go back to back with that. Yeah, and when I found that out, that that kind of freaked me out. So like. I, I was reading about all these diggers and stuff and my dad and everything, so I would go go and dig for records. Yeah. Right. And the 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 gems of like mid nineties digging were these things called KPM green labels, vinyl, right? Mm. And A you couldn't buy them. Like they were never released commercially. So you, you could only have got them in the seventies if you were working at a TV company or a production company or something. Yeah. So they were like theme tunes and and you know like so one of them was just called like i believe 
thrusting forward. <laughs> right, one of these, one of these albums, it's right? A good model for life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thrusting forward, and it was just a, it's a green cover, and it would have like up tempo, jazzy track one, you know, track two, uh, uh, speedy beginning with uh, rock ending. Like they wouldn't have the names, you know what I mean? Yeah. They would just like be descriptions. So if you want to make a TV show or whatever, a lot of them were used on seventies um, British TV shows like Professionals, yeah, like Sweeney and. Like, um, like, kind of like remakes of funk records and background music, but done by the best, um, like the the what were they called? Um, session musicians, yeah. the best session musicians that England's got, right? Yeah. And they're called the KPM All Stars, and uh, they're re- they're really old guys now, but they, they did everything. They made everything, and they're, they're amazing musicians. They could copy anything. So they would make albums like in a day. And and KPM is this music library, right? Yeah. So they would make the most amazing little riffs. And like, it was like the most sampleable stuff you've ever heard, right? And if any anyone ever, there was this guy called Mark, Mark B, mm. um, hip hop producer. He passed away actually recently. He was a, he was a friend of mine and, and uh, he was a br- brilliant producer and he used to dig out these KPM records, right? And when I first found out about these, I was just, it was I was mind blown because my dad didn't have any of these ones, right. you know what I mean? Right. And they were amazing. And uh so I was on the search for I was just on the search for so I would go to every car boot sale. I'd go everywhere. I'd go anywhere to anywhere that sold records, like the Oxfam, whatever, wherever where I, you know, any street with any of these things, I'd go down and start digging for these tunes. And uh, I went to this one in Hatfield. And I walked out, walked around it, and it was shutting as well. I walked around, and there was there was nothing there. You know what I mean? And I'm about to leave, and there was this guy packing up, and he's putting some blue, he's putting some footballs or something into a plastic, you know, into a cardboard box, or whatever. Yeah. And there was this plastic bag next to him and they had records in it. It was quite big as well. It's like, a, you know, it's quite a big plastic bag. Yeah. Like to go to, hey man, can I just have a look at these? He goes, yeah, yeah, of course you can. And I look and it's the entire KPM Green Label collection. How many like, records was that? It was maybe, lot? no, it's maybe 30, rec- 30 records, you know, like the whole thing. And I'm looking and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I'm looking, I was like, what do you mean? So I knew there was a couple of shit KPM ones. So the shit one was first, and then, all right, I still have that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was trying hard. I was trying hard not to be really freaked out about it. I was going through them, and I said to him, "So, uh, uh, so where did you get where did you get these from?" He goes, "My uncle was in TV. And I found them in his loft <laughs> like, so, like last week." Yeah. I was like, "What? Uh, what would you get sell these for? Like, I don't know. What do you think?" I don't know. He goes, yeah, right. <laughs> what were you thinking at like, that moment? Yeah. No, because I'm not. I'm not one of these guys to sell them. I'm not a seller, record seller. Yeah. It's just, oh, it was amazing. What an amazing nerd, nerdy moment that was, man. <laughs> Going um, through them, and they're so funny. You know, so, some of the songs are so funny, and I just like them now as what they are. You know, like I listen to them as for what they are. Yeah. You know, and I wish I could play them in a club, and I wish you could sample them now, and I wish you could, like, people would be able to do anything with them now, but I think it's like a lost time. 
Yeah, but um, that's an amazing. I think if you YouTube KPM, you might get a couple of tra- like you get a couple of tracks up on there. But you've Maybe. got you've got the lot. Yeah, 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 the lot. And then, yeah. So should anyone want to make like a sort of nineties or sort of a remake of like a seventies or eighties cop show? You're the guy to go I'm to. Man, and, and you know you what? Choose. That's my dream. I'm going to start doing that anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Making um, cop show music. Definitely, man. So you know we've got this sort of history of just a vinyl. Yeah. You know. You know being saturated by yeah, vinyl every, yeah. vinyl everywhere except for yeah. the kitchen yeah. um so and and this broad spectrum of music so that's obviously such an apparent reason why your djing style is i'm gonna put for example what we've got like a hip-hop odyssey 800 tracks in 48 minutes right <laughs> this is no this is the sort of stuff jaguar skills yeah. churns out and and not only that you were churning these out weekly yeah. And and a few in a week sometimes right? yeah. when you're doing spots on Radio One, like yeah. churn out these mixes. Yeah. How much focus goes into oh, making so these? much, so much. You wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe because you know what? You can. The thing, the thing, the funny thing is, is the smaller the mix you do, yeah. the harder it is to make. Why is that? Right, because you want to make a. Give a DJ, right, do you, here's a mini mix, do a mini mix, please. I swear to God, it would, it would take someone a, a, a week, a, two weeks to do it. Mm. Because it's so small and you want it to be so perfect, you know what I mean? And you want, and also in that time space, you want to put in a lot of things. And as soon as you start doing that, it gets really complicated, you know what I mean? And mm. then also, that was the thing for me. I started to, because what it actually what it was was this. They said, you know, Jack, do you want to do a, you know, do you want to do a mix for Radio One on Trevor Nelson's show? Mm. I was like, yeah. And they go, it's ten minutes. I'm like, all right then. What can you do in ten minutes? You can play three three records in ten minutes. You can play four records in ten yeah, minutes. A, a right? regular in a regular club. Yeah, out of, that's three tunes. Yeah, and yeah, if the DJ's a bit lazy. Sometimes it's two tunes. Two tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It is, really is. Yeah. And on radio. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one like, and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, do you want to, do you want to do that? And then I was thinking, well, what can you do in 10 minutes? You know, what, what is there possible? And it just dawned on me that, you know, like back in the day, they'd do all these crazy, I was really, I loved cut and paste mixtapes. Okay. Right. That was, that was my shit. Right. So I would get a blank tape, get a, tape deck two tape players and i would make pause button mixtapes yeah right do you know do you know these pause button mixtapes? please tapes? please explain please explain All right. so you get like you'd play a beat on one of them so you so, so say like james brown funky drummer right play f- funky drummer four bars you pause it you rewind it off pause play the thing it records it again stop it again two bars later rewind that da, da, da. so then you you create like a loop on one tape, right? And it, it's an art, you know. Yeah. Like, and it was a big thing. Pause button mixtapes, and I was the I was a one of the one of the men. You're one of the dons. One of the dons. One of the professional pause button mixtapes. There was dons. other guys. There's a guy called Craig Leckie yeah. out there who's the general, who's the master. Is he the, is he the grandmaster? He's, he's the master. He's the grandmaster. I don't know if many people know about this guy, but you should check him out. Craig Leckie's amazing. Okay, we'll squeeze right. the link in. Somewhere. Right, so like. Pause button mixtapes. Yeah. And um, so then I thought, okay, well, I can do cut and... Like, I should do an old school kind of cut and paste mad mixtape, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, the first one took me 
two weeks to do non-stop from nine in the morning until like one in the morning you know do you know what i mean like every day i was re-listening to it editing it freaking it and then i sent it in and everybody loved it and then they said all right you want to do next week's as well I was like, Fuck. really <laughs> really <laughs> and then they said yeah, do you want to do next week's and i was like when do you need it by they don't like just a couple of days time yeah I was like, you're fucking <laughs> kidding me. All right, then. All right, and that's sort of nothing. Right, what can I do? So then I, got, I spoke to a couple of guys, MCs that were I know in the States. And I was like, I remember the old school mixtapes. You'd have like intros and shit. Like what I wanted to make is like this mixtape into like an episode of Jaguar Skills. You know, I remember there was a Tracy Orman show. I mean, this is old, but there was a Tracy Orman show and she had The Simpsons in it. And it was only 10 minutes, but The Simpsons became massive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a, it was, it was a episode in itself, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Instead of like, oh, now with DJ Jaguar Skills is going to mix something, I wanted it to be like... Jaguar, 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 Jaguar Skills. Jaguar Skills. The funkiest ninja in the universe. So it was like a kind of spoken word radio show thing with samples, and I even made like fake adverts and stuff, and... I did loads of like fake jingles and like I got old school Radio 1 jingles and like <laughs> mangled them up so they sounded like different things and and then I had an outro as well on the mix with a voiceover guy. Join us next time for another Jaguar Skills Adventure. Jaguar Skills! So it was like an old radio show thing that you would, ch- and that's what happened, you know, and, and, but when, you know, they asked me, no, could you do that again, please, mate? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, yeah, could, actually, could you just keep doing these things? So uh, so literally for about two years, I was just in a studio doing these things. So, and, and then it would be like, yeah, could you do the history of like house music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I can do the history of house music. And so, so, so it's like, okay. So basically it kind of got down to a process where one day I would research, yeah. next day I would make it yeah. third day i would listen back tweak it yeah. and then i'd send it so it would take me like three days to do like the history of whatever or whatever you want yeah what was the hardest ever mix you've ever had to put together in that style the <laughs> see like the hip-hop one that was like it was like a it's like a concept you know what i mean it's, it wasn't like Let's just put, like, that's the thing for me. It's like, I never wanted to be, like, because there's other people who've kind of taken that idea and they go, yeah, I can do like a thousand million tunes in like 10 seconds. But like, then it's, it's just sounds shit. Mm. Like, like why, why would you want a million records in 10 seconds? Why would anyone want that? You know, like, if there's a good concept behind it and, and, and you put it together in a way that's musical and, you, and it doesn't kind of flip you out too much, that was, that's my thing, you know? So like with the history of hip hop, concept was was I'm gonna play the very first hip hop record to the very latest hip hop record in order of them being released you know what I mean mm. so it's like so it's like a timeline of hip hop so in and in one hour and I only did it in one hour cause the, that was the slot it wasn't like I'm gonna do it cause I'd rather do it in like 10 hours yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, so you yeah. can hear all the tunes there's a lot of bangers in there but then that became my style, I guess. You know, like people would come and oh, you know, like Jack can like mix all these records. But it wasn't. It was like, I never did that in the first place. It was just the kind of time restrictions that was given to me and what I wanted to do, achieve in that time. And it kind of developed into this 
style as such. But like the hardest one was when the radio people started asking me to do like real, real weird ones, you know, like, so, um, like the hip hop one's great. Drum and bass is great. I love drum and bass. I love hip hop. It's brilliant. I can dance, you can dance to it. But when you're like, yeah, okay. Uh, could you do a mix about a uh, teenage body shape? That was one of them. Right. What would you mean? Well, we're doing a thing where, uh, we're doing a thing in the surgery or something of some part of Radio 1 on a Sunday night where we're talking about teenagers and how they're uh, awkward, you know, their body shape's awkward, you know, and how they deal with that. Could you do like a little five-minute mix to, to do that? I was like, you know, just do a jag thing. Just do a jag thing. Just, just do, but it's about a body shape, right? So I was like, and then they were like, okay, yeah. And then also, could you do like, there's three more as well. Could you do us one about sex, drugs, body shape, and what was the other one? Like teenage anxiety or something like this, right? Could you do five minutes of each one? Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to play them in the morning. So on the drugs one, if you could do no drugs <laughs> references, and on the sex one, if you could just keep it really clean, that would be great. So let me get this straight. You're asked yeah. to do a and drugs then, mix. Yeah, yeah and, could, and then we need them, really need them. <laughs> by like this time tomorrow we really we need them we need them by this time tomorrow and could you do that and i was like yeah yeah i'll do that that was just ridiculous i mean i did it and you could you can hear it you can hear my attempt to do a drugs mix without i mean it's like it's really it really put me in some very it's, it's funny man yeah, uh, yeah. I, I gotta go and listen to that yeah, that's yeah, amazing the, a, dr- a drugs mix yeah. without any drugs references. No, because we can yeah, because we're gonna play them in the morning so if you could just like, you know, I was like, what can you do, man? Mm. So like every every drugs reference was. To, I mean, it's funny. You should check it out. I mean, I did the best I could. Yeah, I will. I will check them out. I will check them out. What's was, one of your favourite mixes then that you've put together? I know you put together loads. You loads. put a lot of love into them. So it's yeah, like yeah. asking a mum, "What's their favourite yeah, dish yeah, to cook?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Chef, yeah. Should we say, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, a lot of the times I don't listen. Well, when that, when they come out, I never listen to them again. So there's a lot of them that could be quite good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of them that get downloaded and then there's a lot of them on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. And when I listen back to them as well, I can't remember doing it either. So it's almost like another person has been <laughs> on a lot of them. And some of them are like, oh God, this is good. Oh yeah. Yeah. I should do that again. That's clever. Yeah. But, um, the one I've listened to most actually is this disco mix that I did. And it's, it's all these tunes that my dad used to play me and uh, we used to listen to. And it's all these tunes that, uh, I like, just generally like. And it was the only mixtape really that I've ever made where I wasn't thinking about the audience that I was going to do it to. You know, it wasn't like some themed thing or it wasn't like me making it for like some nutters to put in a car or like, it was just for me, you know? And I spent ages on it. And I don't know if anyone's heard it or anything. I don't know if people check it. But, like, I listened to that. I actually listened to that. Yeah. That's lovely, man. Uh, and and, that's, and it, is that just called... What, what, and what's that called? That's called, di- that's called... 40 Minutes of Disco or something right. like that. You know, like, disco in 40 yeah. Minutes of Disco or something like that. I think so. I mean, there was really nice... Um, replies back on my SoundCloud. Like, there's generally people who thought it was great. You know what I mean? Because mm. they were proper tunes, yeah. 
Um, see, that's the thing. A lot of times when you're DJing and then you may be doing more commercial clubs and you, you and you want, to, I don't want people to leave my gigs thinking, uh, oh, that was shit. You know, or like, what's he doing? No, I, wa- I want them to have a good time. I'm not like a DJ that wants to, I, I want to show you what I listen to at home or how, you know, incredibly technical I am really. I, I want you to have a good time, you know? But then there's other times when it's just nice to, to uh, I, I just think a lot of the times the stuff that I actually like, I'm not too sure it would translate well in a club right. environment. You know I, what I mean? I think that's what, that's what makes you work in a sort of club environment. The fact that you've got, Musical knowledge, because that's one thing that's yeah. great for a DJ. Yeah. And there's technical ability, that's yeah. one thing. And there's playing the right tune at the right flipping time, that's another thing. You seem to have all three of those things. You yeah. do that fluently. Yeah, because that's what DJ was about to me. Like, from the like, I mean, if you check like Kid Capri, for instance, who I love, old school hip hop DJ, he's still smashing it today. He's technically is, is amazing, but he rock, he does a party, you know? And like, that's the difference. It's like a lot of, uh, I'm not too sure. You know, you can see a DJ who's never had fun. <laughs> Can't you? You can see it from a mile away. Definitely. And <laughs> you can hear it as well. It sounds yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you look oh at the man, DJ you don't DJ. smile. You, have you yeah. ever smiled? Yeah. And are you, are you doing the right job? Are you sure you wouldn't be happy? No, he is your... because he's yeah. really, you know, it's serious, man. <laughs> serious, this game, man. And, Very serious. And you're the opposite, man. You're all over the place. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, fluently as a DJ, like you handle business. Yeah. What was it like when you had to curate an actual stage? Oh, d- d- fun. What was the process? And that was that best of all. Yeah, Therefore? yeah, that was fun, man. Because it was just like, all right, let's just get my, ma- just get my mates. Let's get a couple of mates. <laughs> so it's literally Jaguar skills and his, and and his, his friends and, and his mates. Yeah. Like on the like on the on the um on the live things that I do, where it's Jaguar skills and his amazing friends and stuff. Yeah. They're people that I just think are cool that I I would like to DJ with, you know. Yeah, and it's good as well because it's like um, that's the thing. Like like I'm a fan of like a lot of lot of things, a lot of people and stuff. So like I I I bug out when I'm playing when, when there's like a DJ asks me to DJ with them and and, yeah. and, and and I'm a fan of theirs, you know? It's like I I I I'm quite I'm a quite fanboy, you know? So uh it's always uh, always and I like looking at other DJ sets and I like watching them how they do it. Yeah. It's it's all very it's fascinating to me. I'd rather just stand there and watch them and just and and you know, like when another guy plays a record that you never ever dreamed of playing, and you and you get the crowd reaction, it's like yeah, I will absorb that into my <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Bruce Lee said, you know, absorb what is useful and reject what is useless. This, that's his that's his Jeet Kundo, That's his style he invented, but that's his kind of thing that he does. So that's what I've been doing. It's like I see a DJ playing something. It's like Do you know what. I'll take that. Another one for the Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, take Arsenal. I'll take that. I'll yeah, take definitely. that. I'll take that. It's just when they turn up to your gigs and then you do their moves on them. <laughs> so it gets a bit awkward. <laughs> so you Hadouken yeah, yeah. Ken. <laughs> no, that's happened. Yeah, you, you've Hadouken the Ken before. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, Chung yeah. Lee. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, huh. What can we expect visually from a, a Jug Your Skills and Friends show? Just, um, I, I, you know, I, I've gone through with the, with the videographer like, um, so many things, clips. It's like we, we, I don't know, we bought like maybe 500 mad DVDs, B-movies, you know, from Japan and everywhere. Just go through clips and just edit the bits out, just like in the, mu- like in the music, but just visually, you know. Yeah. 
So there's a robot that's like a mad 70s, like, Power Rangers robot, and then there's like, I don't know, some cop show, and then there's like some mad, you know, do you know what I mean? Kung yeah. Fu thing. There's all of these things I like. Some, obviously, I'm a, I'm a massive computer game geek head. Yeah. So, like, I've got a few arcade machines, and, and so adding all of that into it as well. So, so, so that's visually what Dagger Skills really is. So, if I'm, if I can beam that somewhere, when I'm DJing, it looks mad, you yeah. know. And you've got a very interesting visual style already. And you mentioned working on posters. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I did all I do my artwork for the for the, for my stuff. Okay. So all the comic strip stuff and all of that. Yeah, I was a, my dad also was a comic book collector, so I was doing the same things for comics as records. Cool. So there was comics and records in my house. Very creative. What sort of comics were you into reading? It was DC comics. DC. So you're, a, you're you're DC boy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay, because cool. like. Anytime I'd mentioned, <laughs> my dad was such a militant guy. Like he was, he was like so serious about stupid things. Like he was so serious about his DC comic collection that he couldn't say shit about. It. Like if anyone talked about Batman in a bad way, like if we were out, he'd go in on them. You know, like, <laughs> it's stupid. And like they say, like, like Superman's, you know, like some no, no, Superman's incredibly important. Yeah, my dad would speak to you for hours. About how important Superman is. But with like knowledge as Super well. Super knowledge, with, with yeah, yeah, knowledge, yeah. Real knowledge. Like you're talking about the most important political thing of all time. But he's telling me about, you know, the, how, you know, how Superman's parents must have felt when they shot him off to Earth and <laughs> <laughs> like, and how Batman is, how he is the most, he's the greatest world, to, you know. He's, he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah, of course he he's is. The world, and people try and tell me that I shouldn't put him and Sherlock Holmes on a similar pedestal, yeah? And they say that's not a superpower. I was just, I was yeah? just thinking that the other it day. It riles me up. I was up. just thinking that the other they day. Are, they, and, and you know what? That riles me up because people say that's not a superpower. And I'm like, if you're the best at something in the world, surely oh, what? So you're saying that Sherlock Holmes is a superhero? I, I feel like if Batman's a superhero, Sherlock <laughs> Holmes is a superhero as uh, well. Yeah, no, he kind of is, I guess. Yeah. He doesn't glide, right? <laughs> He's not got as many cool, like, no, cool no. things. He's not as rich. No, actually, he is quite rich, actually. I mean, Batman's a yeah. depressive, real depressive guy. He's a real sad guy. I mean, yeah, I was thinking, I was speaking to my son the other day. We were talking about superheroes, yeah, of course, you know, yeah. and we were talking about who would you rather be or whatever. Yeah. And we worked out. We, I don't know if I'd like to be Batman, even though he's the coolest, I think. Very cool. He is just depressed, man. He's got a shit life. Things because he wears black all the time as well. Isn't going to help. Just, he hasn't got any parents. Yeah. He's pissed off all the time. You know, like yeah. he doesn't know what he feels about Robin. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got a few issues. <laughs> he's, he sits in a cave with an old man. There's a lot of things wrong yeah. about Batman. But he's, <laughs> he's, speaking about Robin as well, I also feel sorry for Robin because he just never talks to Robin with real respect. He always, always get, kind of gets told, doesn't he? Poor Robin He's as a well. boy wonder, man. He, what can you do? He's just a boy it's when Batman talks to him, yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, I want to talk more about your EPs as well. Mm. If you, you got, you've got some more stuff in the bag, though, haven't you? Cause, I've got loads you know, of tunes. Yeah, yeah. But that, that was another thing. Mm. It was like, you know what? If I'm going to bring these tunes out, yeah. I want to have like another 10 ready to go. It's like, it's so important just to keep that momentum. Yes. You know, so we've, you know, we've spent like a year making songs and now they're, they're, they're dropping off the end of the conveyor belt. You know what I mean? Wicked. Um, so I've got this. Uh, I've got this, and also I'm trying to. I'm trying to still maintain like a flavor of like my stuff, but I want to do other. You know, like 
So if I bought a house record, I'd still want it to be a bit gnarly, you know what I mean? Or like, or still have a flavor of what I do, but not be so disjointed. And like, so you go, okay, I get it now. Like a bit like Major Laser or Diplo or something. Mm. But more extreme, maybe. You know, so I can do like a fucking hard drum and bass record. But then also do like, maybe like a pop record, but it's still got, like there's something that's still a bit hard to it, you know? It's still got some flavor to it. Still your edge to it. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I've got this record called Fly coming out that we do with uh, this group called Wide Awake. You know okay. Wide Awake, CJ yeah, Beats? Yeah, CJ or? Beats and his boy. Um, yeah, what's his yeah. Um, Jordan. Jordan, that's Jordan it. Jordan Crisp. Yeah, yeah. Is Jordan, it? Jordan Crisp. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Wide they're, Awake gang. They're amazing. They're amazing. Like, they are my favourites right now in England. I think they're, I think they're amazing, man. I went around that, went to the studio, we were going through all these tunes. They've got so many amazing records. Wicked. And it was like, damn, man. So anyway, we, we, did, we worked together and we made this tune and it's great. It's great. Oh, it's really brilliant. And it's like a, it's like a kind of pop record, kind of, but it's got some balls to it too. Okay. CJ, very good at, at keeping his lips sealed because I spoke to him the other day <laughs> and I was like, what have you been up to music wise? Yeah, you know, a few things in the studio coming up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got crazy things in the studio. Awesome. Did he tell you? But he didn't tell you about. Obviously, did he? <laughs> no, he's nah. got a big. He's got a massive one. Okay. Wild one. Wow, well, I look forward. But to But you that, know, right? me and CJB, we've known each other for years and years and years and years, and it's just brilliant to see him make it amazing music, man. Yeah, he's such a talented DJ. They both are, man. It's they're wicked. So like we, so the yeah, so this tune's coming out. It's called Fly. Coming, it's coming out soon anyway. So, um, and then another EP coming out. Yep. Uh, which is going to have some other kind of, some other styles as well. I got like this kind of dope kind of like Latin tune, bass house kind of Latin tune. Yeah. That's wicked. You know. Yeah. So we, I'm working out what I'm going to do that, and then hopefully, then after that, like an album. Like I, I, I want to keep solidly now, just keep putting out music like I've been doing mixtapes. Wicked. Wicked, and that must take a lot of effort as well. well that's to the just thing, turn like, out that sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I've, I'm, I'm trained doing the mixtapes, but now, now I'm gonna, I'm putting the energy that I had from that into the music. Yeah, you know, because yeah. it's important. Most it's really important to keep keep these tunes coming out. One hundred percent. And um, we spoke a, a bit about your vinyl collection. You yeah. kind of told us about the best deal you've ever had. Yes, okay, with the KPM library. Yes. yes. Um, has there been a moment you've walked out a record shop and you've been like, I've got a record that I really like, but why did I just oh, why did yeah. I spend that amount? Oh yeah, I spent loads of money on records before. I spent loads of money on records or stupid amount, like because it's so rare, you know. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like when I look at them, but it's the, it's this lovely record, though, isn't it? Well, mm. yeah, but it's like nine million pounds. Yeah, but it's so nice, isn't it? Like, and it's it's mint as well. <laughs> it's like yeah, no one's yeah. ever played it. I did this thing once. uh I mean, I've done a bunch of stupid things, man. I I, I had to start selling my dad's record collection. There was some, there was, I got to a point where I, I had to start selling it, right, mm. for rent money, you know. <laughs> so I was like, I'm putting all these records, and it was like, okay, yeah. Uh, I remember my rent was like 490 quid or something, and I and I got like three huge boxes of records and I knew that was going to be about 500 quids worth of records so you go in and you exchange them you exchange it for money right and it was heartbreaking you know like I'm pulling out these rare records and I know the guy's going yeah I'll give you two pounds for that 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I know that's like a 50-pound record I'm giving you. But I started, you know, beggars can't be choosers, whatever. I'm broke. It's like a pawn shop scenario, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. really is. And then the thing is, what you can do, you can buy like, uh, you can, they give you real money or they can give you record and tape exchange money that's like monopoly money, but it's like five times the amount. So they were going to give, they were going to give me like, I mean, I still didn't have my rent. They were going to give me like 200 quid in cash or something for these boxes. Yeah. 500 quid, something like that, 400 quid record and tape money and I took the record and tape money because there was this record behind the guy of a guy playing bongos it was like this guy and he looked really cool and he was playing bongos and it was for 500 quid or 400 quid or something like that it was something stupid and I fucking bought it man <laughs> and, and and I didn't I left the place with this 400 pound record and I took it home and I played it, and it was literally one bongo loop. <laughs> it was a bongo loop either side. I mean, it was. I think it's probably the most expensive, rarest bongo loop album of all time. But I don't even know who it's. I know what the cover. If you show me the cover, I could tell you. Yeah, that's the one. Have you ever used it? No. <laughs> I took it back. <laughs> you took it back. I was gutted. Oh, yeah, I was gutted, yeah. man, because it was like, come on, man, this. Usually, when, when you buy, like, I remember buying an expensive record by this group called Robot. Yeah. And it was a French science fiction album. Yeah. By this group called Robot, right? And it was literally the blueprint of Daft Punk. Right. Like, I'd found what they must have seen and got their influences from. And that was a lot of money. Usually, I've got a good hit rate when it comes down <laughs> to these things. But it was like, that one, man, I didn't. That was rubbish. It was just... It was <laughs> and where, where, does it, where does it live now? Oh, I took it back. You, oh, you literally take. took it back, and they took no, it no, back. No, 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 no. I took it back a while later. Okay, cool. And hopefully, got a little bit of that. Oh, because they've well. got st- st- stiff for it now. All right, cool. Um, there you go. Do you think you're always going to be surrounded by vinyl? No, I'm not now. I've sold all my records. You've got rid of everything. Yeah, now. I don't have any vinyl now. Wow, and yeah, that's how broke I got. <laughs> <laughs> Rent paid, vinyl counts yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> every month it was going down. Oh, man. I had to get rid, you know, everything's gone, man. Is the KPM gone as all well? All gone. All gone, all gone. But what I did, I um, ripped them to MP3, to WAV. Great. So you've got So I've got up. a big, I've still got a massive record collection, but it's just all digital. Out of all those records, if you mm. could bring one back, just one back the, to hold. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just keep. Yeah, the, um, uh, two probably. My, my dad produced this album. And I got rid of it, and I didn't want to, I forgot. And I, and I was like, oh, I wish, you know, he passed away like six, seven years ago, and, and like, I wish I had that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, damn. I mean, I've got a couple of things of his, but I wish I had that. It was wicked as well. Um, but there was this other album. It was the, uh, it was the Battlestar, there was a TV program called Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> right. Classic. Yeah. And it was a double gatefold mint album, and I used to listen to it religiously as a kid. And I, a lot, basically that, along, along with my Muppets record, Muppets record, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Muppets record, and my Star Wars records, because they were rare. They were like, it was like pre, it was like I don't know, it was pre sort of licensing or something. So you could have basically the whole movie on, like the Star Wars record that I got. It was the whole movie. 
but without any of the sound effects underneath it. So it's like, it was just like raw acapella dialogue from the movie. And it was amazing because like, you can't get, where can you get that? You can't get that. And it's, I know the album. If I ever see it again, I'm going to get it because you've got it because it's there. Yeah. But you got like, it was a Battlestar Galactica album and it was signed. My dad had it signed by everybody to me. Oh, man. Oh, it's amazing. And do you know what I did? I went to a gig. I put, I, I went into a phone box and I, and I spoke, spoke to my mate and I was telling him about this album. And I went to have a look at this album and there was some track notes or whatever and I told some nerdy facts to it. No, no, I just left and I fucking left it in the phone box. No. Yeah. And it's in Oxford Street in the phone box, man. Ah. Uh, so needless to say, it went walking some, some, very, very quick. Yeah. Some dude's got it. So your connection to vinyl is is on, on a lot of levels. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You mentioned your father a lot, and he seemed, from what you said, very important. Yeah. To, like, he's made the Jaguar skills that we know today. Yeah, 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 yeah. responsible for that. Yeah. But you've also been on the forefront of using technology to push boundaries of DJing. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. The sound that your mixtapes have, you also have a very similar sound when you're mixing. You, know, yes. you said you use Serato. Yeah, yeah. Um, where do you see DJing going in the future now? As someone who's, who's you do the visual stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, festivals, yeah, yeah. What's Ooh, the next stage? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the, the the thing is, is that a lot of the time, I think, yeah, the audience have no idea what the DJ is doing now, <laughs> right? So you do get DJs out there who don't do anything, and still look, look like they're doing something, and maybe not even have their shit plugged in. You know what I mean? And we've, all, still, we've all seen a video. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. know. Which in one way I think, you know, like, oh, I'm a DJ and you can't do that. But then another way I just think, what a, like, you know, what a dude to get away, like, to, to what kind of, like, is he being brave, like, doing that? It's like that's some sort of weird, is this like, he's just show. it's like the Emperor's New Clothes, isn't it? It's like, you can walk in and you could press a button and I sometimes think that the audience think you're making the tune somehow, like behind the stage. You know what I mean? Like, is yeah. David Guetta making the tune there? Yeah. Like, no one cares. No one knows. So, like, a lot of the time, all this technological shit. I mean, I've 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 done stuff where. Uh, I mean, especially I did this festival once, where <laughs> there was these two big DJs, one on after me, one before me. Right, one of the guys had this stage show that was literally four trucks. Massive tour buses deep. He had a crew of like 60 guys. They'd made this massive thing. He sat up on the top of it, all these lights, whatever. And then, and then that gets taken away. And then I didn't have anything. And they bring in a wooden table. (laughs) For me, it was a wooden table, two decks, and my laptop. And I smashed it. More, even, maybe. And then I saw Jay-Z come on stage to Glastonbury once, and they were talking, oh, what's he going to do? Is he going to bring out this guy? Is he going to have this band or whatever? Is, you know, is he going to have, oh, I don't know, is Kanye West going to come out? Is this, I know he's going to have a live band. They're going to play all this stuff. And he comes out just with a mic. And that's it. Did his gig with a mic, and they just played the tune, the backing track, right? And, 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 and so hopefully what it will come to is it will come back down to the more basic shit. Like, you can do all of these amazing stuff. Like, I mean, you can do, like, amazing stuff with music nowadays. You can have the different stems. You can have the different drum tracks going. You could have special effects and videos getting triggered off to whatever. And all of this amazing stuff. But if you can't rock the fucking party, 
what's the point? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, like the actual point is for these people to have a good time and dance. They don't give a fuck about if you've mixed some shit together in a, in the right key. They don't, you know, like, I'm like, my dad was a reggae guy and I used to go to sound clashes and stuff when I was six and seven. And I remember sound, sound, you know, like the sound guys playing one record. They had, they had one deck. Yep, that you know was what it. I mean? Yeah, was you it, know, yeah. like the Coxon sound system, you had one deck, bang, play a record, got the response, rewind it, that's it, you'll never hear it again. And maybe you've heard, that's the biggest record and you've heard 20 seconds of it, right? Yeah. Like Jamaican sound clash culture is fast. You know what I mean? You're not going to hear records. So like all of this has gone into my head as well. You know, it's so like, yeah, I love Jazzy Jeff and I love all of these technical DJs and I love all the technology as well. And I love all of it, you know, and it's amazing what you can do and loop stuff and you can't do it with vinyl. But ultimately, that doesn't mean shit unless you can rock the party. And I've seen people who can't mix for shit smashing the party, you know what I mean? Like one of my favorite DJs, really, one of my favorite ever DJs is Westwood, right? Yeah. Because I have seen Westwood in the, in the grimiest scenarios and he can't mix. Like he doesn't scratch. You'd stop a record and start another one and kill it. The biggest I've ever seen. Like oh, yeah. Rodigan, he doesn't scratch. He doesn't like mix or whatever. He plays records. You, yes, don't, even need, yeah. you don't even need to do that. You yeah. can just play that, that and that. Yeah. And people think, especially now with the technology, that, oh, my God, like, you know, even what you said, like, when you're mixing tunes. So I don't even think about that. Like, I'm just playing, like, they're like... Oh. Bullets, like, 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 you know, and mm. I don't really care. Like, and it's funny, like, but people know me for my mixing or whatever, right? Yeah. But I really don't care if they're mixed in or not. Like, and if it's a clunk or even if it's weird, like a weird transition, mm. I don't care because I know the effect that that's done on the dance floor at that exact time. And I don't care if, like, some anorak guy has gone, yeah, you know, he really clunked that mix. Oh, those transitions, mate, they're a bit, uh, you know, a lot to be desired. <laughs> It's like, fuck off. It's like, are they going nuts right now? Yes or no? Yes. Well, fine. So you're, you're just like, at the end of the day, come in, do your job, flip the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's your, important and, to you. And, and if you can, and, it, and if it helps you with a control center like the Starship Enterprise to do that, then, you know, you do it that. And if it's two records on a deck, you do it that way. And, but what I've seen with the technology, it, stifle, it stifles a lot of people because they're like, Oh shit, this isn't in the right key. This is it. This loops mm. off. If I'm going to do that. And, and, and you're thinking, it's like you're not making a song in the, that's the difference. You're not making a song. You do yeah. that in the studio. You make a song in the studio. You're, you're performing to people who've paid money to have a good time. Yeah. That's the fucking difference. Definitely. So that's what I think about technology. Interesting. That's a very interesting take. I remember when I first went on to this, this uh, program called Serato, which is where you use, yeah. I, know, I know you know this, yeah. but I'm just telling you, the listener, where you have two records. If you ever see a DJ playing with actual real records, but a laptop's open, they're either using Serato or something called Tractor. I remember when I first opened my, my laptop and looked at the menu, yeah. there was just so much choice. And that hurt me at first. I've got every single record at right my now. fingertips yes, instead yeah. of back when I used to mix with vinyl. I could only bring a couple of hundred. No, no, well, that's the thing. Bring, and well, that's you kind of knew man. what you had. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially for me, that I'm like dyslexic to the max, so I can't really read very well. Snap. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I used to run on just what the albums look like. Yeah. 
So I know, oh, it's the green, it's, the, it's that cover, it's the B-side of that, and it's the second track on that, on the green cover. Yeah. Or, you know, and I even started steaming off the labels because people would come and look what records they were, <laughs> right? So I would just write white label like, like, like whatever. Yeah. You know, Star Wars or something. Yeah. Like, oh, that's that. Yeah. So when I transferred to the laptop, and it's like, shit, there's no covers. I need to know what the records are called. I don't know what any of the records are called. And I've got all this massive choice. What do I do? You know, yeah. where can I go? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So what I do is just I limit all the tunes on my laptop. Okay. Like a record box. Right. So it's like, I don't, why do I need 40,000 tunes? Mm-hmm. So you've actually got like, I'm not going to put stuff in that's unnecessary. I'm going to yeah. put in bangers only or yes. what I need to work with. It's yeah. very interesting. I mean... I mean, I, I suppose if you are a, a up and coming DJ, you could take that as a piece of advice from you, really. Like that as a piece of advice. From yeah, you. well, it's like yeah. it's like I'm, you know, when you when you're, uh, I don't know, I went to art school and stuff. I like to paint and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like if you've got all the colours of the rainbow, what's your painting? Your painting's going to be like a, a bit of a mess. You know what I mean? If you're using every single colour, if you use Photoshop and you use every single filter and it. It, they're there to use, but like it ends up looking like a mess. It's best to limit your palette, you know, and 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 just black and white, and red. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do that. I think and that's it, a great. And bit then of it looks great. You know what I mean? So with the music, you don't need a million. You don't. Why do you need a million? Why do you need all your songs on your laptop? You don't need them. And also, you know, rotate them. You know, like after a month of you, take them all out and put all new ones in, so you you don't go back to your old one. And you you do this, yeah, right? yeah. Wow, that's that's very gutsy. I think for 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 me, it was like a security thing. Oh, I'm no, you, if I need it, no, yeah, no, no. But yeah. you can get to that, yeah. But where were you ever? You know, after like you've you've got your old tunes out for last month to put them in, or you might have a few like scary moments in the club yeah. to begin with, and you might wish you got your. Jump around, right, right. But it's like after a while, you've got like moves with all your new ones. You know yeah. what I mean? And then and then pull those out, and then and then you've got then you start getting like group. That's how my brain works when I DJ. I have groups of records. So like I have like four records. Like so, I know that if I play this record, I can do like a weird routine, a little routine or whatever with like three other records. So it's like groups of four. So like. So like, if if what if it's going one direction, like uh, I might play a drum and bass record. They don't like it, you know. Or, you know, or they, I might play uh, how um, the first four records. They might be a bit weird, yeah, because I'm sniffing out what you like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then I'll go that direction. That's that's my thing because I like to play lots of different records, but I don't want to alienate you and just mm. play like you know, like some guys. I mean, I I think that's pretty ballsy when some people do that. They go in. And just, I remember watching uh, this one drummer bass DJ, and he was he did like the Radio One uh, daytime children's thing, whatever it was. You know that you know the daytime what, you know like the one Radio One weekends thing. Oh, you know, no, you know, the weekenders. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You know, he did a day set. So right, this right. Is, so this like, children yeah, and kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Children, there's children, kids, yeah, there's yeah. families there. There was like maybe Chris Miles, and he did have something. And this DJ comes in and just has the darkest <laughs> drum and bass that I've ever heard in my life. And it wasn't even jump up stuff. It was like real technical dark shit. Yeah. And I find that quite, I, I quite like that. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. Like, I wouldn't be able to do that. I, like, I, I tailored my, all my stuff to like, it was like a kids party kind of thing, yeah. mine one was. Because yeah. I'm a pussy like that. I need to come in more hardcore sometimes. Like, like, he was just so dark. And I admire that sometimes in people. 
like in two days. <laughs> Don't you? Like, I, like, I, I, I just like I like ballsy things. I like ballsy things. Yeah. So then somebody comes taken, along. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> there was this guy I remember DJing with a guy called Power Puke. <laughs> Power Puke played like a um a, a jet engine, a jet engine. The noise of an the engine, noise of jet engine firing, yeah. For about oh, for about ten minutes, and and that's not even an exaggeration because like after after you hear a jet engine for about. 40 seconds you're thinking what the fuck you know what's he doing you know after 10 seconds all right so there's a drop yeah now 20 seconds yeah it's extreme and then like 40 seconds in he played it for like 10 minutes it was amazing he didn't give a shit it was brilliant there was people screaming at him and pointing at him and then this, this girl screams at him points at him and then he just turns it up it was amazing <laughs> i like that kind of interaction as well you know yeah like, like, like a DJ should interact. Like, I, you know, I remember speaking to like, uh, Fat Boy Sam. I remember meeting him once when I was a young man and like, in, he was DJ and I ran up to him. Oh, Fat Boy Sam, what's, the, what's your, you know, tip? I want to be a DJ. What's your tip? He goes, look at them. He goes, look at a crowd and walked off. And I thought, yeah, no, that's right. Mm. It's important to look at them. You know, it's important to interact with these people. And when you interact with them, it, like, like breaks the illusion like it's funny it's interesting especially with a mask on as well well i think you up and coming if you're an up and coming dj those are some golden bits of advice there from Jagger. yes yours. thank you and also the i think the color palette thing yeah that could work with any sort of creative industry. oh yeah 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 so no, no it's important that's really really good that's really really good um, limit your shit i think yeah definitely i think we've already covered this but right. how do you like to kill time when you've got when you have got a bit of spare time and you're not yeah. creating a you know a, a ridiculous it's, amount of tunes in a mix or yeah, smashing raves yeah, or curating yeah. festivals how do you like to just chill chill get zen yeah what do i chill i like reading comics <laughs> what are you reading at the moment i'm reading old school uh teen titan comic books really? the teen titans they were uh it's robin's <laughs> it's robin's super group is that his crew <laughs> yeah the, the, teen bo- titans. the boys crew it's yeah, the teen titans yeah. i'm reading them with my son a lot i'm i'm uh yeah, I hang out with my boy a lot, and it's and that's great fun. I'm a Lego as well. Lego is the shit, man. <laughs> Lego is one of the greatest inventions ever. I'm, I, I, I'm a Lego man. That's amazing. You could actually build a house with Lego. Yeah? <laughs> you could. Yeah, if it was Duplo blocks and it was bigger, you could actually use it. But if you had enough focus, you could build a house with Lego, and that would stand up. I saw with my boy, we went to see the Star Wars exhibition, and they built an X-Wing fighter full-size out of Lego. Full-size, though. There you go. It's amazing. It's the figures and shit, man. They're crazy. And, and you know, like, all the different characters and stuff you can get now. They're yeah. so expensive now if you buy them, like, separately. I didn't realise. Yeah, Lego Lego's not that sort of cheap little... That's little crazy, man. Man. It It's crazy, yeah. No, Lego really helps my brain. Okay. It really helps my brain to kind of... Uh, I don't know what it does. It's something so basic and you're... You know, it's, it's so simple. Mm. And it really stops me from thinking about lots of stuff okay so yeah that's good lego yeah lego i might have to get on that then. yeah yeah, 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 yeah some yeah. lego for a little while i just yeah, like yeah. a wicked spaceship <laughs> yeah. freestyle lego is also good as well when you don't you know when you lose it's a few of the about, pieces they're all, all about freestyle, freestyle lego. lego i'm on that do you know what if i'm honest with you mm. i love your mixes yeah mm. there was a point in my life where they used to piss me off a little bit why because i used to work in production at bbc radio 101 yeah, yeah, extra yeah, yeah. 
And there were very stringent rules with PRS. Yes. Which is what yeah. we have oh, yeah. Wow, yes, yes, yes. Now, when yes. another DJ sends in a mix, yes. it'll be like 20 songs. In, I always thought about this, man. In an hour. <laughs> I yeah? always thought about this. And like there was a brand new system which came out, which meant you couldn't just say, played a few songs. There was a system which said you had to put in the exact amount of seconds each song was played for. Oh, wow. Now, when you used to send in your track list, Jagger. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got all the tunes in order, yeah. but because your mixes were so blended yeah. and, and, and there was wow, like 50 yeah. tunes yeah, casually yeah. in a mix sometimes, 100 yeah, tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love listening to it, oh, yeah, but, but I used break. to have to go, f- yeah, go Did through, you? yeah, yeah, go I'm through them, select them. Uh, You're joking. And yeah, there was, a, there was a little while where I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, it's a first. Is that what he got me off the yeah. radio station? <laughs> no, no it wasn't because of me. No, we, it, the benefits of the tunes far outweighed uh, me. I know, I always thought that because yeah. I was thinking, shit, that's the vocal of one track with the beat of another one, yeah. and then there's another beat of another one just on the full yeah. fourth bar. Yeah, for four, for 12 and a half seconds or like just enough for us to have to register it. Yeah, and I think, was it Thursdays? Used to, was it Thursdays or Fridays? They used to come in the day before the show or whatever because before Trevor's show, yeah, yeah. I remember sitting there going, fuck's sake, <laughs> I need another coffee. Well, and you actually yeah. had to clear those things. What You had to, you had to write them down. Um, we had to me- we had to we had to actually select we had to the oh easiest way me saying it is imagine a massive word document yeah yeah and yeah, they yeah were yeah. like you know there's a line we had to select that line and register it and, yeah. and do that and yeah I'm sorry some was, of them are crazy man more than <laughs> more than some of them some of them more than some were of them like uh, five yeah. pages of scrolling down yes yes it was um it it wasn't oh, it, was it wasn't amazing. fun but great to listen to and yeah, I was like bro some sort of record for frigging you know the most great. amount of PRS had to do actually you're you're a world record holder aren't you I'm aren't a you? I'm a record I'm a do you know what do you want do you want to go through some of my world records oh yeah go on let's go through some records let's go, go through pump some up records your chest. right pump up the chest I can uh my Hip Hop Odyssey mixtape yeah. for hip hop. That's the most downloaded mixtape of all time in the, in some sort of MTV wrote about it. It was awesome. like three million in a day or something. Amazing. Something that was pretty amazing. That's the one with like eight hundred yeah, songs yeah. in the one mix. Yeah, that's why it's called the world record breaking something or other. Crazy, crazy. That was a good one. Uh I used I do I, I do these gigs uh in London, my Jaguar Skills and Amazing Friends gigs where I, I and that's from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. It was this old cartoon. Oh, right. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the yeah. comic book stuff. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. right. And uh, apparently I hold up the, the, hold the biggest amount of people walking up to a gig of all time or something. I mean, uh, quite a few nice little things there. I'm also top 100 Pac-Man, Pac-Man players in the world. You fucking with me? No. You are one of the top one hundred players, players, players. I think I was eighty nine, maybe eighty ninth in the world. Yeah. And what does it take to make a great, <laughs> a great Pac-Man and that player? Is, that is where you need stiffness of swiftness of mind. Yes. You need uh, acute joystick controls. Okay. Um, and you just need a kind of Zen type mind approach to okay. to to it. Okay, so this is you know it's you martial, need, you martial need, arts yeah, skills. Yeah, you can't like stare at Pac-Man. You have to look, you have to you have to stare at the ghost. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh wow! So don't concentrate. Don't concentrate on the finger, or you'll miss all the heavenly glory. Remember, Bruce Lee said that. Don't con- don't concentrate on the finger. It's like a finger pointing away to the moon, right? Yeah. Don't concentrate on the finger. 
don't concentrate on uh, Pat, man. Concentrate on the ghosts, man, because they're the ones that are going to get you, man. So, man, so many knowledge bombs are dropping on us today, I don't know bro. if that knowledge bomb is the very No, big. no, that's it. My Pac-Man game is going to double in this intensity <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, moment. Just, exactly. And um, let's talk about some of the fabulous people that you work with as well over the years as well, because, you know, you're an amazing artist yourself, but that means that you can draw and work with amazing yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are some of the people you've had fun working with over the last Oh, year? man. Well, you know what, like... Uh, and I, and I think as well, because I haven't been releasing any records, I haven't actually been kind of in their zone. So a lot of people want to just kind of DJ with me just because yeah. they like to DJ, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, oh man, there's loads. Like uh, uh, DJ Fresh, yeah, Sigma. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the Prodigy. And like, like, like um, oh man. Yeah, like uh, just supporting the like the support the prodigy a lot. Of, um, I mean, look, I, I would I would say a lot of the festival lineups you see now, the headline festival acts, they've all not supported me. I've, they DJ'd at my parties, you yeah. know, and uh, it like I said, I'm a nerd, you know, like, and I'm a fanboy as well. So having any of these guys come and DJ for me is amazing, you know, like. Just, I mean, there's been so many, but uh, yeah. Without disrespecting anyone else, is is there someone that would stand out for you? Like, you know, the, the Prodigy sounds like. Prodigy know. was amazing. You know, I, I tell you what was amazing. I was playing some tune at the Prodigy gig and, and looked next to me and there was uh, Keith from the Prodigy dancing like he does in the Firestarter video, looking like that. And there was me with my mask on. And we looked like nutters, do you know what I mean? And we were playing this tune. <laughs> And and the funny thing is, I know that he kind of like I know I'm, you know when I put a mask on or whatever, and I DJ and I get into character and whatnot. Like maybe I am a bit of a nutter. Like when I'm not not on off when I'm off stage, I'm not. Yeah. You know. And that's very similar to like Keith as well. He's like he's a very nice guy. And he's very polite and like he was really like uh, super chilled. Yeah. But he but when he's out there, he looks like a nutcase, and he is. And that's brilliant, you know. And and just from a as a fan. Seeing that next to me, seeing him do that next to me, I'm turning around. It's like the video, you know. Yeah, it was amazing, <laughs> amazing. What's the best thing about being anonymous when you take off the mask? Because oh, it's, a lot, it's, a lot it's, of people, oh there's so many, there's so yeah. many things. W one thing, I read this quote somewhere where it says like a man, a man reveals his true face when he puts a mask on, something like that. It's like sounds like DC that. Yeah, it's something yeah. that maybe Batman would yeah, have said. Yeah, like a Batman thing. Yeah, yeah, Batman line. It's like you put a mask on, you can actually act how you want to act. Do you know what I mean? Without any kind of... Um, it's very it's, it's very interesting when people look at you and they don't know what your face look, looks like. Because you're so used to people looking at you as you are, you know. like. But when they start reacting differently to how you are and they start looking in your eyes, or like some people can be really... Uh, scared of it other people can be find it find you you know you're intimidating and aggressive other people think it's really fun and some people just think it's really silly you know what i mean and yeah. and and so certain things you can you can do in a mask which you probably i wouldn't it's like i dj the other day without a mask on right just a, for a party and i was just looking down all the time i didn't want to look at anyone i felt very insecure Wow! But then, with the mask, and I'm staring directly into people's eyes and stuff, and telling telling them stuff. So that's quite interesting. But um, doing a gig, taking your mask off, walking out of the crowd, and just enjoying a gig, 
or walking around my own gigs and seeing, or standing at the door. You know, sometimes I do that, stand at the door when people are coming in just to see what type of people they are. I will stand in the queue and listen to them talking about me. You know, I've had so many people talk stuff about me, to me, about Jaguar skills, and also about Jaguar skills, like, behind me and stuff. <laughs> and it's funny, man. And then I've seen the same people talk a bit of trash, and then seen me with a mask on and say I'm the greatest guy they've ever met or whatever. And then I've had other people who don't want to speak to me, and I'm sitting having dinner with them or whatever, and they talk about, well, Jacob Skills is coming soon, so, uh, you know, I wonder if he's going to wear his mask and stuff like that. And it's like, man, you've been talking to him for half an hour, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, didn't you know? I just assumed that people would... I, I forget. And also online as well. You, you can't see my face online, which is amazing as well. Yeah, that must be quite nice. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, I've Googled, like, Jacob Skills' real face, yeah. and none of the people on there are me. <laughs> Awesome. There's like eight people who say they're me or whatever. You really have got that whole superhero thing going on. I know, you, that's what you, it is. You that's really what it have, actually is. You really have got the Clark, no, Clark Kent, because I'm like, glasses, someone should have worked out about that. Yeah. You've got the Bruce Wayne. I've got the Bruce Wayne Batman thing going. Yes, I have, in more, more ways than you know. <laughs> Ooh, real crime fight. <laughs> yeah. But we'll save that for next time. Yeah, exactly. shot. But um, no, thank you very much, yeah, my uh, pleasure. Jag. And um, if people want to check you out online, not not your real face, but Jaguar mm-hmm. Skills, where do they need to go? JaguarSkills.com, JagSkills at Twitter. Mm-hmm. Jaguar Skills, maybe on SoundCloud, DJ Jaguar Skills, something like that. Yeah. Check it out, man. Put Jaguar Skills in, you'll find something. Yeah, man. And Lots the, of stuff on YouTube as well. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the mixes, man, like, they're immense, I think, you know. Oh, thanks. In terms of that style, like, there's no one that does it like you, bruv. So, um, yes. Appreciate you taking the time to come down here today and, and chopping up about all sorts. So that was it. Jaguar Skills, the man behind the mask, uh, per se. Uh, that was really good, man. He is such a cool person. Um, and if you get the chance to go and see him live, please do show. Do so. He, you won't be disappointed. Make sure you have a good night's sleep before and make sure you have the day off the next day because he'll get you moving around. Now, um, this show was hosted and produced by myself, Marcus Bronzy. Thank you to the co-producers, Billy Wright, Shane Powell, David Shawcross. Special thanks to Milo Fisher, Wide Awake, a.k.a. CJ Beats and Jordan Crisp for the intro, outro music and stings. You can listen to Marcus Meets via iTunes podcasts on Apple devices or Acast, which works on every single phone I know of. Uh, if you are unsure what will work with your device, then head to marcusbronzy.com slash meets and listen any way you desire. Uh, Marcus Meets is also made just for you, so we'd love to hear what you think of it. Give us a rating and review, please. I'd be very, very grateful. We've put a link in the show description. Click on that and you'll be able to leave us a review. It helps us to get some more ears, in short. If you want to show us even more love, uh, buy me a tea or a coffee uh, and become a patron of Marcus Meets because that's all it costs, the cost of a tea or a coffee. Uh, get access to loads of bonus content when you become a patron, uh, early episodes, maybe even ask future guests questions. Uh, head to marcusbronzy.com slash coffee that's marcusbronzy.com slash coffee to become a patron and and show us some real direct support Uh, thank you in advance another episode of Marcus Meets will be with you very soon in the meantime stay safe 
Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.